a listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! G'day, coming up on Footy Talk today with Wado Woodsy and Maroon. It's one sleep till origin. Can't wait, Maroon. We're midway throughout the year, so we'll come up with our mid-season awards. I'm going to dive into a little bit of an incident over the weekend. Woodsy versus the refs. What's doing? Bring it on. G'day, everybody. Welcome to the Footy Talk podcast with Wado, Woodsy and Maroon. And, of course, look out for the uh, regional world tour of New South Wales coming up in probably early 2024 with Wado, Woodsy and Maroon. But right now, Wado, congratulations for the win over the weekend. Thank you, Maroon. It was good to get back into the winner's circle. How are you, brother? I'm okay, mate. Well, we want to dig down a little bit deeper into that win because, I mean, I know it was like a big score, but, I mean, I wasn't overly impressed. But uh, I'm impressed with you, Woodsy. Welcome. And can I tell you why? Why is that, Um, mate? (laughs) Yeah, I can see that you've you, manly. You brought manly down to your level, which is not, <laughs> that's great. But what you, do they want to change clubs already? You scratched. <laughs> <laughs> you scratched your uh, own eye so I that Anthony Seabold would. I, I did that before the game. Yeah, you scratched your eyes late. No, yeah. I actually did it after the game just to come in and review today and uh, yesterday. Sorry, and just to make sure that the boys know how to crack on the weekend. Who uh, actually did that to you? I'm not too sure, mate. I was too worried mate, about the game. I'll find, mate, I'll find them and, oh, Ed Ingham, they'll be in some trouble. Mate, you big, and, you big, and, um, big Brady and you, Ellie, trotted on my foot in uh, the warm-up. It was cold down there at Shark Park, oh. uh, Pointsbet Stadium on the other night when we were playing. And Braden, you know how big he is? Uh, he was a full stomp on my foot. I, I thought I broke it. It was like what, that burn. You know that Oh, it's the worst, <laughs> mate. It's, it's, and you know when you, you're not starting, so you're sort of yeah. just going, not that you're going through the motions and what, but you just take an extra little bit of time and then when I'm on the side, I'll do my hits and that there, get ready to go on. But when it happens in the warm-up way, oh, yeah. oh, mate. I, oh, just mate. Want to just go, oh, yeah, great, great start to the yeah. day. In the what, what did you say to him? Oh, you stupid big. You've stood right on my. No, I reckon no one waited. He just would have pretend nothing happened and just walked away and went, holy that's ho. <laughs> yeah. I think they got a little sh- I got a little shake of the head like <laughs> but it happens it happens. What a game we play. Over the week, yeah. It's a tough man's game and I ain't a tough man. So. You, you and your little tight shirts at 3 year olds we have look good <laughs> in American. Mate, I just watch from the sideline as I have done for yeah, since about 1972. Now, the Sharks is a big win on the scoreboard, but let's be fair and Wado. I mean, God, we love Cameron Serraldo. We love the doggies, but that defence, mate, that that was Fennigham, uh, an ice cream cone defence. That was I could have got through some of those tackles, <laughs> honestly, oh, mate. Wow, easy, toward easy. the back end of the first half, easy. it looked like you blokes were running through one of those um, things you run out onto the field to. You know, it was just, <laughs> mate, I've been yeah. stuck in one of them in my hundred. <laughs> yeah, well, that doesn't that doesn't <laughs> surprise me. You know, it was an important game for us. You know, off the back of the um, loss down in Melbourne, it was mm. pretty comprehensive that um, that loss we suffered down there. So. It's important we bounce back. Um, Canterbury, they are struggling with some injuries at the moment. They're yeah. shuffling the deck. So, um, obviously, Burton got caught in the origin. Then Kyle Flanagan came in. The young half, Oluwapu, he was playing in the middle a little yeah. bit. Reed Marnie, he's been in and out with the concussion stuff. So, they are shuffling the decks. And it, this this part of the year is a grind. It's it's hard. It's When you're not winning games, this is – where the marathon or the NRL season really starts to kick in. You just mm. got to grind it out, grind it out. Everyone's got bumps and bruises and it can be a challenge when you when you have injuries. Um, you have people like guys coming in and out, that cohesion, and then 
you know, we got off to a pretty fast start and it was, it was the same as us last week. We, we went down to Melbourne and then they got off to a fast start. And once you get in that cycle and the other team has that momentum, it's, it's hard to, to stop it sometimes. So yeah. we're fortunate to be on the right side of it this week. And as I said at the start, it was just important for us to bounce back and get back in the winner's circle after yeah. that Melbourne trip. Well, you can only play the team that's in front of you. And the doggies will be back. They'll get some players back. They've got some more players coming, so good luck to them. I was a little bit miffed, bemused. that well, I was so happy to see Kyle Flanagan go from dummy half and score a try. It was a good try too, wasn't it? But then the celebration, it was like that Jared Hayne thing. At Campbelltown. Yeah, you know, it was funny. I actually spoke to his old man today about it, and he said once he got in the car on the way home, he gave him a bit of a clip over the ear. Right. Shane said, listen, mate, I'm the one that built the gym in there. This is my But it, I just thought it might have been a better celebration had they been winning. He just probably got caught up in the moment. Yeah. You know, obviously there's been, you know, he's he's been playing reserve, I think, for the last six or seven weeks, and he's been playing at hooker. He's been trying hard at a new position. He's probably just – you know, overawed by the occasion a little bit. He's playing against like a lot of those guys are his ex teammates. Um, well, he's a local junior too. Local like, boy. Flano was our ball boy when I first came to the club. So he grew up in that stadium, right? Yeah. He grew up playing the juniors, Harold Matt, SG Ball. He still lives up the road. He still lives up the road. Um, he played so, with Braille, Skatoa, Ronaldo. Played all those boys coming through the Jersey flag or, or 20 system. And you know what it's like when you're playing against your mates, your ex teammates, oh, guys you play against, you know, just the emotion come out of him when he scored the trials, a pretty handy try. I think a couple of our boys had a few choice words <laughs> throughout the game as as it progressed too. Yeah. But when Jesse Ramian caught that pass, he uh yeah, it looked like he noted to say that it was actually his house. <laughs> uh, just, just, um, speaking about getting caught up in the moment. Yep. Your game on Saturday night, Woodsy. Oh, there was a whole debate there with the Yeah, what, the refs. Yeah. So you know with these captains challenge, right? Like we have a good bit of banter with the G string, Adam G, one of our favorite refs. Yeah. You know, we always like a little bit of muck around. Uh, it wasn't him. Um, it was another ref. Uh, I'm not going to mention names. But what happened on the field was, you know, it was – the ref said that – so Ruben Garrick had made a tackle on D. John Arcee and he did get him just before he touched the ball. So it was a penalty. But at the time, the ref said knock on. And, you know, the look on D. John Arcee's face, it looked like he did genuinely knock, knock on. He didn't say nothing, no captain's challenge. And then as you look at the big screen at the Paris Stadium, because obviously you can't miss him, you see that – Gaz end up touches him just before he gets it, and then Gutherson goes challenge, sir. And then the ref's gone around. Captain, I said, listen, what, what's going on there, mate? He goes, no, no, he's got ten seconds after I ask him if he wants the captain's challenge. I said, no, no, it doesn't work like that, mate. No, it's ten no. seconds from when the incident happens. <laughs> mm. So I said, so if it happens five minutes later, and then you go, oh, he's still got ten seconds of challenge. So he's got five minutes and ten seconds of challenge, does he? Mm. And the ref just go away. Would you go away, mate? Not the captain. Yeah. Which is a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. Well, I mean, what? I mean, the score was already about 400. No, no, mil, it was 18 so. at that stage, yeah. mate. It was oh, a big moment of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, if it you was think just so. after half time. It was, mm. mate. I do. You we do. We're getting back into the game and it just broke our spirits a little bit. Oh, well, mate, it's good to see that you stood up for your teammates and that. But I said, sort of, what's going on here? You know, you really did get caught up in the yeah, moment. Yeah, well, there. I just, yeah. It, it, Woodsy does enjoy some, <laughs> some dialogue with the referees. So do you, mate. We're the same. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the, you know, it's like we're commentating the game on the runway, though. Yeah. But like, when, you, when you're adamant about a decision that you know it's correct, like, look, the, the call that he came up with was wrong, but he wasn't allowed to wait that long for a captain's challenge. Did you watch the game? I did. I watched the game. What was, I, your, what was I, your thoughts on I, it? Oh, I thought the same thing. I thought the, he's got 10 seconds to challenge yeah, that, from the incident. It's apparently from when they ask you. That's, oh, that's I what, didn't know that. That was news to making me. Making up rules on the yeah. run. So you could become like 
I've got a thing. We could get a segment. Brydens could sponsor it. You could be like the rugby league solicitor. I was going to say the rugby the league winger. Yeah, no, you're already that. You're already <laughs> I've learned off the best, you, mate. Origin is now only a sleep away. Uh, I think all the so-called experts would say New South Wales, absolutely no chance. Come on, mate, pull uh, your head well, in. No, well, it's I'm, an origin, I'm, mate. It's an yeah, origin. Okay. I mean, I didn't say it, I, I, but I don't think I would be considered a rugby league expert. Most of the experts are saying Queensland history shows that they cannot lose. But a lot of the experts said it's game one that it was New South Wales was going to win. Well, they, I don't know what made them say that. Well, they're the same experts that are saying that Queensland are absolute mm. morals for this game. So, Well, we're remembering, of course, now there's no Cleary and no Luttrell. I'll yeah, just... but you also got to remember there's no Luttrell the first game. Yeah. And, and we were in it for probably about the 68th minute yeah. until we got, you know, Tom Flegler got put in the bin. It was like we played our worst footy from that moment. So... We had all the right in the world to win that first game, so I don't see why it's that much of a challenge. I know we haven't won up there for a while. Uh, hang on. Just hang on a second. Yeah, I'm hanging hang on. on. Are you saying you're, <laughs> they had a player sent to the bin? Yeah, they did. And you're using that as an excuse for why New South Wales lost? No, I'm just saying we played dumb, dumb footy in that period. What they are you wearing a maroon, maroon jersey? What are they? No, I'm not wearing Just because any... your name's maroon doesn't no. mean you got to go for them. <laughs> I just want you and Wado to be aware, which you're certainly not. Well, we are aware, mate. This, well, you don't even know what I'm going to say. You don't even know what I'm going to say. Let's go. Come on. Yet, this podcast is not exclusively to the people of oh, New no, South oh, Wales. Mate, you say that every week. Well, I'm we telling know that. you that. We give I'm cre- telling mate, you that. I was giving Queensland credit because they played so well when they had a player down. Listen, is he saying Flegler got sent to the sin bin, they're playing with 12 men... Wait, weigh in on this. He's using that as an excuse why. I just said we played our dumbest footy at that period of time. You think? Listen, you I think I think there's an opportunity for New South Wales. Obviously, a few in, like injuries. So why don't you have a go at him now? No, no, no I'm just saying. Oh, hang like, on a second, yeah. mate. This this would be an HR issue if you're coming in. The only HR issue is you wearing kids' shirts, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've had it cleared. I've had it rubber stamp. Yeah, I, I think like you know a couple of key injuries, mm. a few changes in the squad. It's, it might be an opportunity for New South Wales to, you know, not have a team on paper that they think is their best team, but to tap into this like their spirit and just get a spirited win. Like, that's what it's going to take. It's going to be eighteen guys against all of Queensland. They just got to go out there and like really tap into that spirit. It's not going to be the flashiest plays, or yep. it's not, you're not going to pull them apart with all these set plays. It's just kick long effort, 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 and just stay in the game. Stay in the game. The longer you're in the game, the closer you are to create an opportunity to win it. You know, there's no doubt it's going, going to be tough, but that's the state of origin. Like, it's, and that, and it's the know, toughest arena there is. So mm. I think it's a wonderful opportunity. That's how I, I'd see the New South Wales boys looking at it in their camp. Yeah. They'd, they'd be pegging it. They'd be, it's everyone against us. Let's get up there, throw oh. all the fancy stuff out the window, and let's just play with spirit, play for the jersey, play for each other, and, and give ourselves an opportunity. I reckon deep down they'll be excited for this opportunity. Yeah. It's an opportunity that New South Wales haven't had for a long period of time. Because a lot of the times when they've won the series under Freddie, they won the first two games. So they didn't really have a decider. Well, everyone's writing them off. Exactly. No, one, no one is giving them a chance, but that team, 100%, you but know you, what it's like when you're, in a, like, oh. when you're in a team environment, you're preparing to play, you're preparing to win. And, you know, when you look at each other in the eye and, and you're getting ready to play, you back yourselves against anything. So I think it's you know, a, yeah, it's a real opportunity, to... man, for them just to tap into the spirit and don't worry about all the fancy stuff. Let's just get up there and rip in together. And just go and after give it. it like, give ourselves a chance yeah. of you know, creating some history. And, and the biggest takeout, like, we have just absolutely hammered our players from New South Wales. So Tedesco, who is being one of the greatest New South Wales players, one of the greatest fullbacks for us, you know, for New South Wales, he's absolutely caught a pizzling from it. You know, you've seen the way he backed up against uh, the Bulldogs after Origin. He was, he was on fire. 
I reckon this is going to be one of his best games to date. Yeah. You know, this so, Origin one. Yeah. But this is a po- another point. We're going off point a bit here. Tedesco has been a New South Wales mainstay. And For 19 a, games, yeah. he's, had a, he's had a man of match yeah. performance. And he has a he has what some might consider a bad game, he's and he cops ran, it. Mate, yeah. he still ran for 200. Yeah. I, I don't think this that, happens in Queensland. I don't doesn't. think this happens. Like Tedesco gets absolutely crucified in social media because he has what is considered to be a mediocre game. Yeah. But all it was was he didn't really pass to Adokar in the corner. I mean, there is no respect from... New South Wales supporters for some from New, some New South Wales supporters for a bloke like Tedesco if they're going to attack him like that after one game. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe it. Like he he slips over in one of the plays and then he doesn't pass to the corner. Adokar was unmarked under you know under the post. I think the biggest takeout for me from the game waiter was when Lindsay Collins out jumps Tedesco. He had a clear passage yeah. and there was five New South Wales players around the ball that just didn't move to get around it. There was two Queenslanders that wanted the ball more. The one of them caught it, and the other one offloaded to that one that was under that was unmarked. So, yeah. for us, like Wado said, it's just all these little effort areas. Whether it's kick pressure, whether it's escorting the uh, Queensland players off and giving opportunities for a back three to get a clear run through, um, you know, push support, just slowing the ruck down, just little things. It's not about the big plays. We've got good players that can come up with with things off the mark, but. It's about just winning the little 1% battles. And, and that's what Queensland did really well in, in, in game one, and we need to go back to it. I thought once Liam Martin come on the field, I yeah, thought his energy that he brought on, Cameron Murray, I wouldn't wouldn't surprise you if one of them starts, you know, come mm. Wednesday night. Mm. Given what the, on the back of what we've just discussed there, do you feel like now that we are one sleep out, I'll start with you, Wado, and then would you get both your opinion? Yep. If you're a Queensland player, do you feel – are you now under more pressure than a New South Wales player? Do you feel like uh, all the pressure is now on you because you guys should win? Uh, not necessarily. I think they'd be excited. Like it's a it's a game of Suncorp, right? That's one of the best stadiums to play. I could only imagine how Queenslander feels playing up there. Like it's fun for a New South Wales player to play up there just because it's a rugby league town, right? And you can feel that there's not there's nothing quite like that atmosphere at Suncorp. They wouldn't be feeling pressure. They'd be feeling excitement, an opportunity in their home state to wrap up the series. There's always pressure with Origin. It's just a whole, it's like the whole both states just stop. And it's almost like the NRL season's put on hold. This is how big Origin is. You know you're the center of attention. You know all eyes are on you. So with that comes the pressure. But I think the Queensland would be like would be excited again. We talk about an opportunity. They they have an opportunity at home to wrap up the series. But I think, you know, as a New South Wales fan and through and through New South Wales guy, I think there's an opportunity for us to do something special if we can just get up there and, as Woodsy said, get the little things right and just compete with that effort. There's an opportunity there for them to create something special. That's how they have to look at it. I also think it's, it is a bit different for New South Wales. It's do or die. You know, Queensland know in the back of their mind they've got that one win already. So they've got a, they've got two bites at the cherry or apple, whatever you call it. Another <laughs> 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 one. Oh, you're looking at you straight away. What about two bites at the falafel? Oh, mate, don't even starve me. Right. But honestly, New South Wales has gone up there with a do or die attitude. If they lose, they lose the series. Queensland lose, they still get another another bite. So for me, there's so much more in the line for New South Wales. I think that they've got to, their urgency is going to be a lot better. You know, they're going to be so much more pumped up because they know if they miss this opportunity, there goes, the, you know, there goes the chance of winning the shield. And, you don't think about it, but you, you can become a little bit complacent because, you, you know, little things that, oh, it's all right, we'll, we'll get it next camp because, you know, we've already got that opportunity on the board. So I've never been in a Queensland camp before where they've been in a situation like this, but, you know, New South Wales, you're going up there, you know, everyone's against them. And like what I said, they're just going to knuckle down. You know, no one gives them a, a, a hope in, you know, to win this game. 
the only people that are going to believe it is the 17 or 18 blokes that are there going through yeah. it in the coach. He's yeah. the one that's instilling more week. They'll be quietly confident in everything they can do. You know, as a fan, I, I'm, man, I, I can't wait to watch the game because I, I believe that they're a big chance. Okay, this is Footy Talk with Wado, Woodsy and Maroon. When we return, I'm going to ask the blokes about, we're going to do some mid-season awards because we're halfway through more or less. There's been some big disappointments and there's been some real surprise packages coming out of the NRL. Wado and Woodsy are going to run uh, their eye across them next on Footy Talk. Welcome back to the Footy Talk podcast with Wado, Woodsy and Maroon. It's time for the drum roll, please. (laughs) The mid-season awards. We're going to start off with this one, boys. The coach of the year. You can't nominate your own coaches, you big suck. What about you, Woodsy? Would you like to start? Well, I've had two coaches this year. Um, (laughs) We know you're not going to nominate the first one. Oh, come on, mate. I don't don't dislike the bloke. I never said you did. You always bring it up like me and me and Anthony didn't get along. My coach of the year uh, is probably what, not what everyone thinks, but I'm going to go with Ivan Cleary. Okay. You know, how hard is it to back up each year, you know, they're back-to-back premiership winners and then still the role he's done and the players that have been injured for him and the players they've also lost yeah. in the offseason. Mm. Just shows you the system that he's created out there has been absolutely, you know, it's been remarkable. So by far, I think Ivan Cleary, for me, is the coach of the year. Yeah, I, I mean, everybody said, with Appy and Kickout, they weren't going to recover. Yeah. So, and now, well, now he's going to really be tested with young Nathan being. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. But they're still coming second. Yeah. Like they're second on the ladder. Mm. Um, you know, you got blokes like Hosking that's come, Garner, um, Sorensen stepped up to the back row. Mate, they're just a well drilled side, aren't they? Oh, without doubt. Uh, Woodsy, a waiter. What about you, mate? I want to go the rookie over in New Zealand, Andrew Webster. Yeah. I think he's been outstanding. Mm. Um, you know, the improvement in that team, like the way they, in particularly the defense, their commitment in defense and, how resilient their defensive line is. You, you can tell he's had such an impact on that club already and that team. Um, I think he's been outstanding for them. And, you know, mid-season, you know, he'd be right there. Honourable mention, Kevin Walters. Yeah, I think definitely. Coming into the year, there might have been a little bit of pressure on him because of how they faded out last year. But, um, and then obviously there's the podcast stuff with Selwyn. Mm. Um, but I think he's been outstanding. Like the Broncos, they're really flying this season and, you know, they're sitting on top of the little table, so it's hard and to go. They had their first buy on the weekend too. Yeah. Let's um, can we throw in a nomination for the great Wayne Bennett, who coached his 900th yeah. game, and everybody, not everybody, certain sections of the media might suggest he's too old and he needs to move on, and he's uh, using yesterday's methods. Here he is in a brand new club, a brand new NRL franchise, and they have had their fair share of injury woes as well. Felice Cafusi only plays every other week. Sullivan, he's wait, been wait, a good Is he fitting? Is he on the Dolphins oh, bandwagon now? No, you were death no, riding him. No, You've been I, death riding them all year. I, I now never you're on the Dolphins bandwagon. Uh, when's this bubble going to burst? Oh, round three. Oh, I said, are you fitting? Hey, I said we're getting carried away. I didn't say the bubble was going to. And now you've just got him for coach of the year midway. I said, yeah, I'm just saying, like, you can't listen to you. He just wants to get a quid for his, like, game day freaking corporate What, the Dolphins? Yeah. What am I going to go? You think I'm that desperate? You do anything for it. You think I'm that desperate for a quid, I'm yes, going to go I to do. Brisbane. right? Eh? Maybe I am. Anyway, all right, boys. Do what about Sydney games? The disappoint. Yes, a good idea. Uh, what about the disappointment of the year? And you can do coach, you can do team, you can do whatever you want, but don't nominate yourself, Woodsy. There's no need. Don't feel bad. Oh man, you can't yourself. get any lower than me. So um, the first one I'm going to tip is the Roosters. You know, they were my tip for to win the competition. Yeah. Um, and I just think, you know, they've got a few injuries, uh, discipline with you know Victor Rally's had a couple of suspensions and. I just don't think they've handled this year well. I think they're just inside the eight, you know, for a side like that. 
They've moved combinations around. Sam Walker's been dropped. Matt Lodge has been dropped now. They've played Manu at center, then 5'8", now fullback. There's questions over James Tedesco's leadership. So I just, just think they're a lot... It, it's just weird seeing the Roosters under pressure mm. because you, they're such a powerhouse side and you just don't... It just doesn't come accustomed to us. I, I think, though, in the modern era... Uh, they have achieved in so many different areas, the Roosters. In particular, one or two years back there, they had, probably had 10 players on the bench and they still made the final. So I'm saying but this. What, but I'm just saying we're expecting them to be. Uh, 100%. Top, so yeah. what I'm saying here is I'm saying with the greatest respect, is it time for them to maybe look for, to have somebody else in charge? Oh, I've no idea. Oh, I'm not too sure. But I'm just saying that a lot of their players, you know, Hargraves has been around for 14 years. Like they're, they're, their core group of players, they've lost Boyd Cordner, Jake Friend, the Morris brothers, um, Mitch Orbison. They're losing a lot of the leadership players yeah. that they've had that that have been around the system and, you know, Cooper Cronk when they went back to back. So they're just going in a bit of a transition period. And, you know, Robbo's had all these players. Even when he first got there, they signed Michael Jennings, James Maloney, Sonny Bill Williams in that first season when they when they won the competition. I think it was – was that 2013? Yep. So, yeah, and then they go back to back in, in 18 and 19. Like, they've had the real good players, but now – they're going through a lot of a, a period a lot of other clubs go through where players get moved on or or players are in injury and suspension. So it's just showing you not every club's depth and then another side added to the competition takes away a couple of their players. It's, it's just a hard competition to win every year. Mm. Uh, all right. What about for you, Wado, the disappointment of the year? I'd say if, if I was a fan of a club and how things have been going, I, I'd probably say the Dragons at the moment just because – Obviously, a, a rocky start to the year, very inconsistent and, you know, not always getting the results. They moved our great man on. So yeah. that, was, that was a disappointment in, in, in itself. But then you sack the coach, you go in for roles, you miss out on roles. It's all publicly just out there for the public to see. And then you sign Flano, and I know we're going to go into it a bit later, but now there's the hunt stuff's popped up. So it would just be hard as a, as a Dragons fan. I'd, I'd imagine, um, yeah, if I was a St. George supporter, it's been a tough season so yeah. far for you know, them. The funny so. thing is, like, a couple of my mates are St. George supporters, and when they were losing, they were just like, we're just expecting this now. And they're such a good, like, such, such a well, so much big, history there, big yeah. history club, eh? Hey. Mm. I think, like, you know, there's a bit of water to go under the bridge with this Hunt situation we're going to talk Ooh. about, but and we're probably going to talk about Flano a little bit later as well. But I think he's the right man for the job. He, he's yeah. experienced. He's got that hard edge about him. He knows what it takes. And I think getting him signed and at least having a little bit of stability and um, a decision made – with that coach and where, where they're going, it's a positive start for him and we just got to give him some time now. What about Rookie of the Year's boys in the mid-season NRL awards? The Rookie of the Year, Wado. I'm going to go the young fullback from the Tigers, Jareem Buller. I like him. I like him. I like him. Oh, me too. I went with him as well. Yeah. So you're, you're both going to vote for Jareem Buller. I, like I, I like him. He's been outstanding. Yeah. What about the Dolphins? Yeah, Katoa, yeah, he was, yeah, he was good, my yeah. second on the list. He was my silver medalist. Mm, mm. I think Buller's just been outstanding. Like, his toughness, when he carries the ball, he's outstanding. He runs for 200 metres a game. But what a lot of people don't see what he does is his efforts defensively. I remember the game Remember the game up at Magic Round against the Dragons. I think he came up with three yeah. tackles in the one play. Tackles Ben Hunt, tackles Moses Suli, and then knocks the ball out of Mikko Ravalara yeah. in one mo like one set of play, and it wins him the game. And He had the try saver on Nathan Cleary, Nathan, too. Yes, in in, the in, oh, yeah, yeah. Massa, so that's right as well. Those sort of efforts, they're, yep. they're really impressive. So are you boys going to go a Jareem ahead of Katoa? I am, yes, I am. Yeah, okay. All right, what about uh, if you had to pick a Dally M player of the year at the halfway point? Well, I'm pretty biased with this one. I think he was leading the competition on the Dally M's before it went under – 
lockdown, I'm going to go with Big Payne Hass. Okay. Every week he's in the points. It's either him or, or, or Reese Walsh up at uh, the Broncos. So if he can get through this origin period unscathed, the next two games, I think if he can have a, a big back end of the year, which if Broncos go well, it's on the back of Payne. And I think he could be the first front row to win the Dally M of the year. Waiter? I'm sticking with my original pick at the start of the year, Harry Grant. Mate, mate, didn't, you have five, didn't you have five picks? Mate, no, no. You know I had a <laughs> Harry Grant, mate. Come on. Nico, what about Nico? We'll get the tape. We'll get the tape. <laughs> He's my teammates. I've got to back him. But um, no, Harry Grant, I got a bit of first in experience the other week down there in Melbourne. He was outstanding. He had something like 23 or 24 carries. He absolutely. For a hooker. He yeah, went for 200 plus meters. He carved us through the middle there. And, um, you know, he's a phenomenal player. I yeah. just think down there in Melbourne, back into the year, once they get through this origin period, they get trucking along to the yeah, finals. Yeah, they do. And Munster. Yep. You know, and Harry might be the difference. To I'd me. like to know who, who's your who's your Delhi MVP? I was going to say Harry Grant as well, but I'm a big Cam Munster guy and I'm staying away from my own club. I'm not going for anybody within my own... You don't within, want to mock them? No, I don't want to put the mock on them. Yeah. And I don't want to sound biased. Uh, what we might do now, boys, is talk about a bloke who I know is a mate of yours, uh, Woodsy. Yep. Uh, Matty Lodge oh, yeah, has been fella. told the Roosters if he finds another club, he's free to go. Yeah, I think yesterday... He's come, clocking up the clubs, first yeah, thing he's I want to say. One, yeah, he's, he's got four. So he gets one more club. He's in Aaron Woods territory. Yeah. So I think he knew his days were numbered there once Hargraves said that he wanted to go on again. So there was talk at the start of the year that Hargraves was going to retire... They signed Spencer Lino. I think he got the idea in his head that with Hargraves moving on, the Roosters were happy to keep him on board. But then I think Robertson come to him and, and just said that, look, Jared's gone around for another year. You know, he's been playing some good footy. He's happy to play one more year. So that sort of gave Matty the opportunity to go look elsewhere. And I think it came out the other week that he spoke to the Bulldogs. Um, you know, I read in the paper, I think it was from our man Peabody, Mr. Brent Reed. <laughs> so... Honestly, I think he's just been given the opportunity and I think now they've also said that if he gets the opportunity to go now, they're not going to stand in his way and he gets the opportunity to go. Wado, it seems to me, just after what we've seen on the weekend, that the Bulldogs might be the obvious choice if you're recruiting at the Bulldogs. Yeah, well, he's certainly got experience. Um, there'll be a few clubs I think that might be interested in and look that up and you, know, you got to look at the, like the Roosters also recruited Nathan Brown too to yep. tighten up their middle. So that's just the roster management, I think. It's never a nice situation to, um, you know, say you, you have an opportunity to look elsewhere, but at least they're up front and they tell him straight straight away. So, and early. Yeah, early. So it gives him an opportunity to look around and see what his options are. Um, you know, he's got plenty of good footy left in him, so I'm sure a club will pick him up. Well, uh, yeah. and You know, but, but I reckon you raise a good point. I think Bulldogs would be good because you look at the where the Sharks played, mm, yeah. where they went yesterday, went straight mm. through the middle. Yeah. And, you put a couple of big bodies. Obviously, they've got um, well Luke Thompson. Luke Thompson, but I think that's the only prop that's injured, like Fatala Mariners. Yeah, but then you've also got uh, Kiko in the pack as well. Yeah. which, yeah, he's a big body. So, I think if you get the likes of you know getting a start with Logie and and Tavita Pengai, then you can sort of bring the likes of Ryan Sutton and and Max King off the bench, and they might have a better impact. Mm. Yes, um, Ryan Sutton. I'd had forgotten all about poor old Ryan Sutton. Just on that, let's stick with the Roosters for a second because if Ben Hunt wanting to become a free agent, if Ben Hunt was to move on from the Dragons, if he was to become a free agent now, now, well, maybe that solves a problem at the Roosters. But then what happens with Sam Walker? Well, I don't know, but, then, but now we're down to Sandon Smith. He played well. I, like, we I, I like to look at young Sandy but Smith. Kid. He's, he's still a sharp. You? He was sharp. A couple ben, of his left to right passes were extremely sharp. Even that first one he took on the line when that butcher scored yeah, the try, that was a yeah. great play. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, are they going to need someone with uh, 300 games under their belt 
playing but, at seven moving forward. I never really thought of him going to the Roosters, but if you moved on the likes of Swali earlier, you know, Sam Walker, do do you say to Sammy or maybe, you know, it is, you know, it hasn't worked out for us. They've done that with Kyle Flanagan before. They don't mind making big calls to Roosters. They just want to win. So to get someone like Ben Hunt to be your halfback, mate, that would be incredible. If they could get him now, mate, that'll just turn their whole season around, I reckon. Yeah. I'll but, tell you, I was glad to read over the weekend that the PC thing was not going to eventuate and they're not really interested. Because, mate, Mitch, if you're listening, mate, just stay over in France, back. mate. Do just not come back. Enjoy your time over there, mate. You're killing it. You're up top of the table playing in the Super League, mate. Just kick back and you relax. Be, you can have a beer without anyone looking at you. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay, fellas, I think we've covered just about everything we need to cover. Uh, good luck to New South Wales and to Queensland in the upcoming Origin game. And, Wade, you got a week off. Yes, yes. Bit of golf this week for me, I think, on the Ooh. cards, hopefully. Oh, you, yes, I believe that you, somebody in the local area told me you might be heading to the New South Wales course. Oh, got a charity, got a charity yeah. day there tomorrow, so yeah. that'll be good. Um, and then I'm actually going to pick it up a little bit of work on Saturday doing the Dead Set Legends, and I'll, I'll call, I think I'll call the footy with you as well. Hang on, hang on. You can't – hang on a second, mate. If if there's extra work, Woodsy's the man. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, Woodsy does everything here. The I'll electrical work, the maintenance, the Can CEO's job. Can I – how many games have you caught in the last two weeks? Mate, never mind about what yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> You're worried about what I do, mate. Never, I'm worried about what you're doing, mate. Mate, I, you're the king of the invoice. You have not – you have – this bloke, it's this not a show goes, on Triple M, you're not on. This bloke always goes to us, Wado. I heard him say it about you on the weekend. Oh, mate, Wado just needs a day for his invoicing. Mate, you need two days of money invoicing <laughs> you got. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know what he does? Mine's well, all, mine you, are all you listen to everything too. Yeah, yeah, you mate, don't, you can't get much past it. And yeah, I get yeah. people that come up to yeah. me and they, they message me on Instagram. I always, mate, I always like to talk to the little fans. Yeah, that's another thing we do. Don't worry, he's building his dossier on YouTube. Yeah, I'll have my little one come out of the phone one day and I'll come out of you like I come at Dobbin. I know. <laughs> well, everybody, this is why this podcast has already won so many major awards already. It's Wado and Woodsy and Maroon, footy talk, and look out for the Wado, Woodsy and Maroon regional tour of New South Wales coming up in the not-too-far-distant future. Until then, boys, play it safe. Thank you, Maroon. <laughs>